If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Support for this week's episode of The Friend Zone comes from Talkspace, the online therapy company. With Talkspace, you can choose from over 1,500 experienced and licensed therapists you relate to and feel comfortable with. For a special offer on Talkspace, just for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com slash FriendZone. Therapy for how we live today. Okay. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as K Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. The search show. I wonder if I take you home. Would you still be in love, yeah, baby? Yeah, because I need yeah. you tonight. I wonder if I take you home. Would you still be in love, baby? Because I need you tonight. <laughs> take you home. Might even talk all night on the phone. Week later, won't you leave me alone? <laughs> Week later, dick still on bone. Because you look so good when you walk through my hood. Everybody know I shouldn't talk to you, but I could. I've been waiting all my life for this. I see your sexy ass with them sexy hips. Uh, I said, guess what? Let me pull up and say my name is Dustin Ross. I'm looking at your butt. Uh, so guess what? I like what I see. And guess what? Eventually, me and you. I if take you home. Uh-huh. Would you still be in love, baby? In love, baby. You said me and you, who you and me. I heard the beat, so I had to rap for me. I said I needed a piece of the beat. Gotta take it back like Eminem, see? I said fuck Trump was the freestyle, though. I said fuck Trump for a long while, though. Cause I don't want nothing stupid like you bitches out here are Cupid. Cause you loving it, saying something dumb and shit. Like Tina, drop the beamer. Cause you can't be trusted like Reset Michelle. Oh, hell, I'm done with this shit. Ring my bell. <laughs> Tuh. Not to. <laughs> well. Welcome to the friend zone. The What's going on look, with your chair? It's just getting lower and lower. <laughs> well, uh, how are you guys? How are your weekends? My weekend was pretty good. I got a lot of work done. Spent some time with some great friends. Mm-hmm. Great, good, lots of friends. Like Donald Trump, ugly ass said when he was at the uh, value, voter value summit. Which, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Did you know that they're listed as a hate group? Mm. And he was the first sitting president to speak at, you know, one of their functions or whatever, a big rally. And it kills me because he, he uses these dog whistles. He says, it's so good 
to be here amongst friends. So many friends in the room. Like, how many ways did this motherfucker say? It's like he dancing around saying, I'm a white supremacist. I'm a white supremacist. He just dances right around it, and I love it. Anyway, I say that to say that I was with so many friends. Great friends this weekend. A lot of my friends were in town celebrating my boy. Shout out to Rich Star. Happy birthday, baby. It was my homeboy Rich Star's birthday. So all my friends was in town. They are not dead, contrary to what Lil Uzi Vert's ass said. Oh, my God. They was alive and well this weekend. Right. Okay. (laughs) Alive and well this weekend. I had a really good time. What about you, friend? Um, I was at a good time too. Well, yeah, it was busy. Mm. I went from Switzerland, which obviously yes. we haven't had a show since then because we recorded two before I left. But Switzerland was incredible. I posted what I could post and it was surreal. Everybody was like, oh my God, it's like a painting. It looked absolutely it, stunning. So man. imagine if the post looked like that, what it oh, looked like in real life man. in the fresh air. And I was hiking and it was a hard ass hike. Y'all heard me breathing all yes. hard in the snap. People were like, <laughs> take care of yourself. <laughs> Y'all are hella cute for that. Um, and then I had my, then I went straight to my wellness retreat in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so that was cool. It was an amazing stop. The women were pure sweetness. Such Shout a sweet Shout out to Queen group. City. The Queen City. Um, Yeah, we had a really, really good connection. And then I came back home. We went to see um, Napalm, who is in concert right now. Uh, Definitely check her out. It was amazing. Yes, we saw her last night. She's incredible. She freaking did a rendition of To Me Is So Into You that, like, took the audience down because yes. her voice is so different. Yes. So for her to do a cover of like an R&B classic like that, we all like lost our shit. So that was really fun. Um, I needed that because I was exhausted, but our live music always kind of perps It was me very out. soothing. And shout out to, uh, what was the young lady's name? McFerrin. Madison, Madison McFerrin, yeah, who is on Spotify. I actually found her project today. She's really, really dope. She apparently has a brother who's an artist as well. So, And it is, in fact, Bobby McFerrin's daughter. You're lying. Promise to God. Dustin kept saying, I what if she's you. Bobby McFerrin's daughter? Because she kept doing an, ac- an acapella her set. Her whole set was acapella. That's and the, the wild. music was very much the right. snaps. And I was like, McFerrin, this show sound a bit like... And we were laughing like, no, that's not. I'm like the whole family snapping. So you know when they used to have arguments. Okay, everybody was making their point in the McFerrin household. (laughs) Yeah, the whole argument sounded like Nene Leaks. Nene Leaks might be some kin to Bobby McFerrin. Now that you think about, hold up. Let me tell you something. I told you that was what I said, didn't I? The whole house just snapped. The whole McFerrin household because that's all they do. That's how I knew that. That's who it was. Was. But shout out to her because she yes. was jamming. All jokes aside, she's an amazing singer. Oh my gosh, she had no music None. and no band behind her. Everything was her doing loops of her own beatboxing and own sounds and finger snaps. Oh wow, so cool! Because she'd build up the record and yeah. then sing the song. Oh man, that's so and it worked every too. time. For yeah, for every song, it was amazing. So she was cool to see live. What about you? How's your weekend, Asante? It was bomb. I went to the Bronx Botanical Garden, which was so nice. Oh. It was like one of the last like really hot days where it was nice out. So I to got go. to go see like the Rose Garden and stuff. 
The only thing it was the greenhouse was closed, which was the part that I really wanted to go to. But how come under well, renovation? You know, they, yeah, they're doing a lot of work in a lot of different areas, so mm. it was at the very least good to see the rose garden still had a lot of good things going. So. Shout out to roses. <laughs> okay. Is a rose still a rose? <laughs> I just want to know if Aretha like, was right because you have the answer. That's where you find you went there. Oh that's my like God, how people make that pilgrimage to like the Holy Land. Like you went, my nigga. So. Is a rose, in fact, still a rose, Asante? <laughs> it is. It very much is. Now, what so about is. baby girl? Is she still a flower or has she bloomed? <laughs> baby girl has to bloom. Okay. She has to bloom sometime, so. But the yeah, last, that was great. I went to, um, they had a Frida Kahlo exhibit a couple oh, of years yeah. back. I think it was maybe 2015. Where they recreated her garden in her actual house. That's dope as hell. Oh, my God. It was the coolest. And y'all know how I feel about her. So that was awesome. That's one of my favorite places. Because it's Halloween, you know, they had the pumpkin patches and stuff. So they had all the pumpkins up. Like, some of them looked like they was twerking and they were all different sizes (laughs) and shit. Some of them had, like, eggplants next to them. So I was like, this is a little suggestive because it was the kids' park. But I didn't want to say nothing. That's how they got there. I mean, that's true, too. But outside of that, my weekend was bomb. I got to visit Crystal. She made me watch that movie, Inside Out. Have you seen that movie? No. It's about a child, and it's like a Pixar movie or something. Mm-hmm. But um, literally, the people in her head, like, from birth. Like, so Joy um, is, like, controlling all of what's going on in the, the little girl's head. And sometimes sadness gets involved or discussed. Like, you, you, you would love this movie. I know. I'm like, and what? It talks about uh, the child, how she has her five stories. And uh, they're all joy-driven for the most part. But then right. sadness starts to touch some of them. And so it's a really cool movie. I think you would really enjoy it. Crystal made me watch it. Because she was trying to make me cry, but I did not cry. <laughs> so it was bomb. Yay. So y'all ready to jump into this week's episode? Yeah. Oh, let's do it. So last week, we had a show titled Glowed Up, which was cute because a lot of y'all were tweeting me the lyrics to the Uh, Anderson Pack song. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you get me. Um, And where we discussed uh, what glowed up, being glowed up, means to each of us and just the glowed up culture online. If it's real, what is it based on? The fact that most people view someone as glowed up just because they got a stylist and better makeup. (laughs) Or they watch the right YouTube tutorial. Or they watch the right YouTube (laughs) tutorial. Shout out to the homie Jackie Aina, who is the one you should be watching. Um, Yeah, not that funky ass. uh, Who is the other musty looking little nigga look like one of uh, Marilyn Manson little cousins or something? No, shit. What's his name? Jeffree Star. Oh Jeffree Star. And that little nigga look like he smell wet. Every time you see him, you look the nigga look like he been outside in the rain. <laughs> wet, squishy vans wearing ass nigga. He been running his mouth too. Every time I see him, he's in the media for saying something stupid. <laughs> and Kim Kardashian, you know, her ass got on there not thinking. You know, you got oh, yeah, some people just, you know, whatever. But Jeffree Star, I'm watching you. <laughs> And Could you I don't imagine think, Jeffrey and Dustin going at it? Yeah, I don't think we'll ever be in the same space. Well, I shouldn't say that because we Twitter. actually might. But, um, you know, I just, yeah, I just got confused for a second. No, it's was, okay. Um, you got a little flashback. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what our episode was about. And, of, as usual, you guys had a lot of amazing things to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? Shout out to you on the emails. I have Jordan. Uh, hi, friends on family. This episode really resonated with me. For me, I never say I glowed up. I always say I read up because life always has ups and downs. So whenever I bounce back, I re up. In the midst of my spiritual, oh, pardon me. <clears throat> I went through what I felt like the world ending breakup and I had like a spiritual re- a reboot. During my breakup, I was constantly on me- social media, depressed 
and I had to log off because it became toxic. In the midst of my spiritual reboot, I was finding myself and was closed off from the world, and I really stopped talking to my friends and logged out of social media because of how it was affecting my, me mentally. When I finally caught up with my friends, they were shocked all of the major moves I made because I never posted it, and I ghosted them. I'm an extremely private person. I never like to brag, no matter what moves me, and I make honest and poof, excuse me. Let me just back that right on up. I am an extremely private person, and I never like to brag, no matter what moves I make, and I honestly don't think people care what I'm doing. Thank you guys for the episode. It's an affirmation. I'm on the right path. So, yeah, sometimes it's cool to just not post just because you don't really care or you don't think people care what you're doing, but you just come back and then people are like, oh, damn, you glowed up. And it's like I was just trying to do my thing, so I want to keep doing my thing. So keep doing that. What about you, friend? What you find in the SoundCloud streets? I actually found two that I wanted to shout out. Excuse me. Sorry, I had to clear my throat. <laughs> okay, it's a rough day in here. I don't know. If we we need a humidifier. I just took it all the way down. Oh, I'm like, is it just really dropping? Like <laughs> I just that? took it all and leave it in here too. Don't even edit we this out. We need to buy some Palo Santo in this room. <laughs> we need to pop out the humidifier. We got mosquitoes and chairs <laughs> dropping. My like... chair need breaks. <laughs> I don't know who I need to talk to around here, <laughs> but my chair needs shocks and struts and brake pads and all that shit. I'm I'm falling. What is going on? Right, okay. let's go. <laughs> So, Belkis Yanira Candelario. Belkis. Oh, say that one more time. <laughs> say that one more time. Belkis Yanira Candelario. That's so beautiful. I'm going to guess you are Dominican, my sister. <laughs> she says, this reminds me of Michelle Pham, the YouTuber that gained her following doing makeup tutorials. She felt so much pressure to upkeep her channel to maintain her income stream to support her family. And then she just left it all behind and focused on her mental health because she became depressed. Now she's focusing on her makeup brand and appears happier. And I think Michelle Pham is actually a perfect example because she was, I don't know if she still is, but she was the biggest YouTuber of all time. Mm. And she really was the first one who kind of started this whole YouTuber being a brand thing. Yes. Because she elevated the the quality. Her videos started looking like commercials and she started integrating brands and then from that started doing brand work and really changed the game. Like she's the one that had YouTubers uh, start to be taken seriously like like full-blown mm-hmm. brand entities and moguls and so shout out to her, first of all, for paving mm-hmm. the way cause for the rest of us, really. Um, but like the young lady said, and Michelle has a whole video about it on her YouTube, she like disappeared for like a year and then came back and said that she went to a retreat, I think in like Switzerland or Sweden or something, if I remember correctly, because it was all too much. And it was a lot of it was fake. And she said she wasn't feeling it anymore, but she just felt this pressure to maintain the persona because of how much she had amassed and how much people were inspired by her and she didn't want to let anybody down. Wow. And then she just gave it all up and doesn't really do YouTube anymore. Like, you know, that's crazy. Like, people were, like, shocked, but I totally felt her and that's the glow-up pressure. What is she doing now? She started a makeup line called M Cosmetics. Go ahead. Yeah, so she's focusing on that. She's actually, if I remember correctly, doing a comic, like an anime comic type thing. I don't know if it's going to be a cartoon or more so like a actual like physical comic but she's working on that you know just doing more passion projects it seems and she does seem a lot happier so that's what I mean if she could walk away from that and this is a multi-millionaire on YouTube then no one should feel bad you know like it's when it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good 
It's just not worth it. So I'm glad that you guys connected to that episode. And then the last one I wanted to shout out is Nest Doll, who actually commented about my creative visualization uh, wellness segment from last week. And she said, a few years ago, I was in a really bad emotional space and I started imagining and daydreaming of a happier life, a happier me. I started, she wrote, quote, quote unquote, shopping for homes and property to buy without a dime saved up and some not so great credit. I remember just always staying open and sending my thoughts out to the universe. And guess what? The universe responded because here I am two years into owning my first home with the bells and whistles that I asked for. And the best part is that I accomplished that goal all by myself. Go ahead, girl. And I love that because a lot of you, the wellness segment on creative visualization, it resonated with a lot of people. I got a lot of really cool feedback with people saying that it kind of took the pressure off of like knowing exactly what you want to do with your life and what it's going to look like and this whole vision board culture and the fact that I just said ease into it with how you want your life to feel. Like use descriptors of like I want it to taste this way and mm-hmm. smell this way. I know that's weird for people. Like what do Not you to mean? Me. <laughs> Because I have very specific, you know, <laughs> line items for each of those that you just made. <laughs> you would. You I would. I to smell this way, okay? Not that way. <laughs> Damn it, Justin. Shout out to Tay-K that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> But I love for people to have that sort of shift in how they approach their goals. Because sometimes if if one way isn't working, it's nice to try a different way. And this, I love that Nestal shared how her daydreaming and just kind of, because this is scientifically, think about it. Our stress levels send out chemicals in our brains that get in the way and kind of interfere with us thriving. Remember, we've discussed this before. So if you can get those stress levels down and those chemicals to not shoot as much guess what happens your brain opens up to change so it's scientific it's not all hippy dippy you know sit and feel like friend always talks about what's the name of that woman on uh youtube and which she, one uh, she posts the conversations she'd be having with people and uh she always will talk about how you talk intentionally and stuff like that which one <sighs> She's, Marianne Williamson? Uh, I can't remember, but her name is like, her last name is like her husband. You know, she speaks Abraham to Hicks? Abraham Hicks. Oh, yeah. I mean. Always talking about intentional speaking, how to really ask for what you already have and how you need it and stuff like that. Versus, yeah, and they say become a match. Don't manifest, but become a match. That's how you get what you want. So I'm glad that you guys connected to that. What about you, Dustin? What did you find in these Twitter streets? I'm not going to sing this song because I got a couple of them because we're coming back. <laughs> so I got some shit to talk to y'all about today. I'm going to try to move as fast as I can. Okay, I want to give a shout out to Teacher Bay at Teacher Bay. Noir Goddess, N-O-I-R-G-O-D-D-E-S-S underscore, who said, y'all, laughing my fucking ass off, my kids made a roasting book. Apparently she's a teacher or whatever at school and her kids, the kids in the classroom literally took paper and stapled it together and made a roasting book. The roasting book rules. Let me read y'all rule number one. Don't roast somebody if you are ugly. And ugly is misspelled at first and then scratched out and spelled correctly. (laughs) Example, boy, your hairline look like a rainbow. That's a no-no if you don't have a hairline. (laughs) This is in the book of roasting. So shout out to these genius kids. I want to give a quick shout out to Trailer Park Queen at Cher Bay who said thank you look at Dustin for always saying New Orleans has a special place in your heart can't wait for you guys to do a live show here 
us either. And you're right. I love New Orleans. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Andrew Beaton at Andrew L. Beaton, B-E-A-T-O-N, who said a Twitter account under the name Joan Smith puts reporters on blast when they criticize Roger Goodell. It actually belongs to the NFL commissioner's wife, Jane Skinner. So she's been busted running a fake Twitter account that criticizes and bullies reporters whenever they criticize the NFL commissioner. His wife got a ghost account and they busted her ass. So moving on from that, I want to give a right. Shout out to Love B. Scott, um, B. Scott, and shout out to my boy just Denver over there, B. Scott, and their team. Uh, B. Scott, who always is tweeting and, and releasing exclusives on their website, lovebscott.com, they tweeted that Supermarket Sweep is making a return to television. Oh, they are reviving what? one of my all-time favorite game shows. See y'all niggas in the meat aisle when I grab them hams first, because I'm <laughs> going on Supermarket Sweep, and I'm going to win, and I cannot wait. So shout out to that. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, HBCU Game Day, who tweeted a video of the Texas Southern Homecoming Step Show featuring the ladies of Zeta Phi Beta. I'm not going to say a word. Just check my timeline for the video. (laughs) Um, I also want to give a shout out to Headless Horseman at Social Enemy, underscore Social Enemy, who tweeted, my aunt logged me out of her Netflix. It logged her out, too. She didn't know the password to log back in, so she called me to get it, and they accompanied it with this video. See, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to them. See, when you do clownery. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're winding up, y'all. We're winding on down. Quick shout out to WTH Dariel, D-A-R-I-E-L-L-E, who tweeted, baby, I got some news for her, along with a picture of someone's Facebook post to the group Makeup for Real Black Women. The post says, I had to share this. My husband decided to be Xena the Warrior Princess for this past weekend's Halloween, this past weekend's costume contest. He did his own makeup. He said he learned from watching me in the mornings. I'm so proud. Um, this was a contest in a day. I thought this was a great Monday morning smile to start your day. You guys look at the picture of her husband with the costume on. So the girl gonna tweet, baby, I got some news for her. Wait. <laughs> so before I get caught up in the vortex of laughing at that joke, I'll get to our second to last tweet. This comes from my homeboy, Latroy Davis. Uh, His Twitter handle is at Mr. L. Davis, who tweeted, and I quote, Bitch, who the hell he thought he was about to pick up won't be kidnapping me. Accompanying this tweet was a screenshot of Troy's Uber request, which, if you look at it, the vehicle was a GMC Savannah. (laughs) For those who don't know, a GMC Savannah are those big, uh, construct or those cargo bands, yeah. The white, the big <laughs> ass white. Yeah. So Latroy obviously blocked that. And our last Hell tweet, no. our last tweet that we're going to be highlighting comes from the uh, media outlet Wrap Up, the website wrapup.com. Who tweeted the following? Pink says Mary J. Blige once turned her down for a collaboration, and. <laughs> It's already funny, just that line, right? Especially considering how Pink, you know, made that stupid tweet last week talking about, you know, for number 45, I hope I have hope for you. Hopefully uh, your good will come out of you too. And everybody was like, boy, if you don't. So beyond that. Spirituality gone wrong. Our last tweet, and I have to let y'all know this because it's funny. 
Speaking with Sirius XM's morning mashup, uh, Pink said, I went in Mary J. Blige's trailer a long time ago. I think it was when I hosted an award show. I walked into her trailer and I was like, hi, would you ever work with me? She just took one look at me and she goes, no. I go, okay, I love you, Mary. I'll see you again. No hard feelings for Pink who said that she walked away saying, I like her style. This is what I love about her. I respect it. Wait, why did she bring that up? Why are they talking about it? So we can laugh like we're doing right now. And that is what I have found. We back, y'all. Let's go. So let's jump into this week's show. Are y'all ready? Mm-hmm. So unless you've been living under a rock There's no way that you've missed all of the articles and exposés and newspaper reports about Harvey Weinstein. In case you don't know who he is, he is a pretty big deal in Hollywood. He used to own Miramax. Now he owns the Weinstein Company. And they are um, a company that they're film producers. They direct, they invest, they fund, they have tons of Oscars. They have a huge stake in Hollywood and huge, huge. Like, I mean, they're in charge of like Pulp Fiction, Gangs of New York, Shakespeare in Love, like a lot of really, really big movies. So unfortunately, because of how big he is, literally and figuratively, he was using his power and and wielding it in terrible, terrible ways that are starting to come out now. I actually don't know who was the first person to expose him. Like, what happened that he just fell right now? I have no idea who it was. I was trying to backtrack it and couldn't exactly find out. They were saying, like, Rose McGowan. Yeah, I was going to say, I kept seeing that thing about Rose McGowan and her Twitter being deleted from the comments that she was making about him. Yeah, but long story short, in case you haven't been aware... He has been accused of sexually assaulting, and obviously these are allegations, sexual assault, rape, uh, just overall abuse and terrorizing of actresses, young actresses, veteran actresses, actresses across the board who are coming forward now and explaining the different positions that he put them in to get his way. And, t- and kind of, you know, dangle movies over their head and opportunities, especially when you're up and coming, you feel pressured, you know, because this is life altering. One woman actually said he had three contracts laid out on the bed for three movies, like major motion wow. pictures and said to her, your life can literally change right now. But you have to have a threesome with me first before you sign the three contracts. Wow. So is that level of terrorizing. I say all that to say this. What I want to discuss on today's episode is obviously not him specifically, but I know a lot of people have been through this. And this obviously is not unique to the the movie industry at all. We've been through it in so many different industries, at work, with your peers, your own family, you know, because sometimes power doesn't have to come in the... Power doesn't come in the form of just like a job or a boss. It can also come as an elder, you know, someone who holds power in a family. So many different ways that it can show up. So my question to you guys is, and those of you listening, obviously, have you ever been put in a position where your moral values or your safety or even just your comfort level with how people are allowed to speak to you have been compromised 
because of of it being a person in a position of power who was choosing to speak to you how they felt or treat you how they felt because they kind of knew that you weren't going to do much about it, considering maybe the opportunities that they had in front of you, you know, and kind of holding that carrot over your head, knowing that you're going to allow them to treat you how they feel because they have something that you need. Have you ever been put in that position? Absolutely. Um, yes, I have been put in that position and I found myself quite often. Um, I just said self to like find myself to like add a T at the end. What the hell is myself and where has it been all this time? That's probably why I said it today for the first time. But, um, no, I have found myself in that position. I'm an actor and I am a a media personality. I have to sell myself when I walk into rooms. So engagement is of paramount interest to me. And it's also priority. That being said, I'm often in conversation with people who are quite influential and are often comfortable in the setting that we're in. And so they take risks in behavior and conversation in all sorts of ways. And quite honestly, I have learned how to manage that on my own scale as far as what I can tolerate and what I cannot. And that's for me and nobody else. Right. But yes, I have seen this. Yes, I have been involved in this shit. Yes, it's absolutely very real. Um, and you just sometimes, unfortunately, are automatically viewed through a certain lens by people of power. And it's very challenging to shift their perception of you when they're attracted to you and, you know, flirty and everything that they're doing and saying to you. And you're not responding to that, but you're also still being engaging with them. How do you transition that from what you want to talk about to what we really should be talking about. You know what I mean? It's something that you just build this, I don't know, this capability, you know, from these experiences. And so, yes, it's very real. It definitely exists. And even on other levels throughout personal relationships, you often can find yourself on the opposite end of someone misusing their power. Mm -hmm. And so you, you know, in this case, these victims, unfortunately, were faced with uh, the decision of risking their career. And, you know, well, you people know who work in this industry, there is nothing harder than being incessantly pursuant of a career in entertainment, period. Whether you sing, act, dance, tell jokes, what the fuck ever. And so people were faced with that. Like, am I throwing all of this away for bringing him to justice? You know, and unfortunately, that's a huge risk. But there are other opportunities in life where you find yourself in this situation and you do have some sort of control of the environment or more. You feel more comfortable taking control of those environments. And so I hope people take advantage of that because it is absolutely not any fun to be on that end of that situation. And I'm glad you brought that up because I did see I was reading up on the women that have come forward and I saw Mira Sorvino was one of the women and one of the actresses, and she was saying that her career completely shifted after she rejected him. Mm-hmm. And if you kind of notice, you don't really see her anymore. And she Who had Mara Sorvino. What was she in? Um, she was in uh, Romy and Michelle's high school uh-huh. reunion. Remember, um, um, the replacement killers and like mm-hmm. mimic. Like I'm looking at oh, her wow. from yeah. So she was in a lot of movies, and I remember seeing her a lot for a while. Like she had this like really 
you saw the ascension happening and then all of a sudden she kind of wasn't there anymore. I assume because you never know. You can't really assume some people just don't want to be in Hollywood anymore. You know, they get a couple movies and then go live in the mountains, which right. is what I would do. <laughs> so I can't really judge. But apparently from her stepping forward now, that wasn't the case at all. Her career, she says, dried up. Like she was completely blacklisted. She said everyone got really icy towards her. And then now when you read the reports, that was his thing where he would use that as a manipulation, as a tool of manipulation where it was like, well, if you don't fuck me or do what I'm asking you to do. Yeah. Like you're messing up your career. Like I am the man in Hollywood and this is the choice you're making. And a lot of actresses are saying their careers dried up after they rejected him. So, it's you know, it's really sad. And like you were saying, it's sad when you have to kind of like decide between not having this career that you work so hard, you know, to develop and really push for this craft. And be seen. And be seen and really pursue this goal. And you're right there. Like you're right there finally. Or doing the right thing and saying that you are not going to be. And you know what? I take that back. Let me say, not say doing the right thing because people make their decisions based on whatever whatever they, they need to yeah. do so mm-hmm. that I will retract that because that's judgmental on my part. Um, you ain't mean it like that. Though. No, but I still, yeah. it comes out sometimes you have to check yourself. Yeah. So I have to make sure that I'm being fair. Um, I better not see one comment. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, she rejected his advances. And it's sad that, like, that's even a choice. And that there are women who won't reject his advances in turn, you know, because they do want to pursue this. And it sucks that it's not even about it being good or bad. It sucks that we are put in this position to begin with. And that someone has that kind of power to push women to have to even decide shit like this. Like, that's the real problem that's the real good or bad so I'm glad that you brought that up because you know sometimes we'll be righteous online like why didn't you speak out or how could you sleep with him but it's like you don't know people's situations you know what I mean and it's it's you won't know until you're in it you mm-hmm. won't know if you can sign for like a multi-billion or million dollar movie and this dude is telling you to do this like will you or will you not you don't know till you're there so i want to stay away from the judgy aspect of it. But what do you think, Asante? Have you ever been put in a situation where someone kind of like used the power that they have to, to leverage against, you know, being disrespectful to you? I feel like, well, I don't ever look at whatever happens as disrespect necessarily because I feel like something like that happens every day. Baby, and please. The reason, <laughs> let a bitch get out of pocket. Well, let me say, <laughs> the reason I say it is because, you know, I worked in the restaurant industry for so long. So on a super small scale, people make you seem like you need to go above, beyond, jump through hoops, to uh, play with the ring of fire before you jump through it. And for what, 10% and 15%, 20%. And whatever the check might be, that might be what, $5, 10 maybe 15 maybe 20 not enough to cover uh, an extensive amount to keep you going. But somebody says, oh, uh, your table needed to get some water filled and you didn't fill it on time. So they said that they only left you like a $2 tip as opposed to the $18 you could have had. Someone could be over in the corner being like, well, if that was my table, I would have made sure they had water and I could have got that tip. Or it could be, damn, it was just water. Did I really deserve to be docked all of this money for that? But it's those people that are putting this power that look at things um, how they look at them, how they perceive them. And it sucks because 
there should be some sort of checks and balances system, but like it's just hard to get to what that would even look like because these people are so high up in, in powerful situations. Yeah. On a restaurant, you know, it's not a super powerful situation, but it really is when this person uh, service is really pretty much the customer's always right. So you could literally look at your table the wrong way. If they complain to a manager, it's a wrap. They eating for free and they don't have to leave you nothing. So you actually ain't eat nothing tonight. Like <laughs> it's. It sucks that shit like that happens, but on a small scale, I just saw how people abused that. Even me going above and beyond to make sure tables had things that they didn't have to ask for. Like, I was like, you know what? I'm giving my table bread, even though people say you're supposed to ask for it now. I'm making sure it's hot, even though don't nobody want their breads, their rolls is cold. And then at the end, you have that person that might be like, you just should have done one thing. You didn't bring me a toothpick at the end of the meal. It's like, like... I didn't have. I don't actually do that. No one does that. First I didn't of have all, to do, bitch, this ain't the dentist. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like there are just all these scenarios so. where people will just wield this power. It's like I know you're supposed to leave me money for this, but like your service was good. So now I have a decision to make on whether I'm gonna just bring you the toothpick and seem like you know a whipping boy, or if I'm gonna teach you, you know, about servicing your server and how that makes sense. Right? You know, it's how the, close to the first is it? <laughs> oh my God. Well. <laughs> That may determine my attitude, and and you know what? Many a nights, that's how you that's how it was determined. How right. you react? Like you know how right. I, how am I feeling today? What do I feel like I can get away with? You, you can know? get it popping October ninth, October third, <laughs> but baby, let it be around the 29th, the 22nd, I may be a little patient, Ooh, okay? And it's Halloween too. You know you can't play with it. Maybe on my Elsa shit and let it go, <laughs> let it go. Okay. But then you know when you're letting it go. If you're a person that never lets stuff like that go, and then all of a sudden you have to let it go all the time, it's like you're changing. And at that point, what does like when is it you've let go too much? Because you just might think to yourself, "Well, I've learned people are like this, so I'm gonna just give people whatever the fuck they want whenever they ask for it." And it happens because you get exhausted after a while of like fighting the man all the time, you know. So I understand that. And part of that, I feel like. I don't want to seem judgmental or say that that's bad or good, but I feel like that's where we get laziest people when we, when not us in particular, but right, like, clear that shit up. <laughs> but I when, work hard. I'm when, like Shekinah. Well, no, I say, oh I'm just I say laziest people when we thinking because when there are those people that are like, well, how come she didn't do X, Y, and Z? It's like you thinking lazy now because if you think that you, whatever you have is and would have been the answer. Do you think this person wanted to be in this position that they in? Like, right. Do you think that they wanted to? Do you do think that, that. I, I wanted to let my table talk to me like this so I can get this money for my rent? Like, right. how much was the check? <laughs> and it depends on any given night too. That's you could is on today. Like, look at. <laughs> do you watch um Broad City? Yeah. Yes. You, you know I'm in mean, love. Are you caught up with this season? Um, no. Okay, <laughs> so on this season, there's an episode where. Uh, damn, I always forget which one's which. That's fucked up. Alana. Alana, the hypersexual one. The curly haired one. Yes. Okay. So Alana, she has a job as a waitress and she's realizing she's making more money the like the nastier she is to her customers. Because <laughs> you know, in New York City, the, oh the higher class the restaurant is, the shittier the, uh, your uh, service is, the more people tip you. It's very, very weird. I learned this game too. It was kind of odd. Um, sure is, but it did make <laughs> it did make going to work uh, all that much easier. Though I'm not going to lie to you. Anyway, that is odd. So odd. But it was like this sick game of. Because she started to lose herself, and then she said, no, I have to do things my way. And then she started being nice at her tables to still make money. But it was almost like this game of, like, damn, if I can be this rude and make all this money, why would I stop? So then you look at somebody disgusting like Harvey, allegedly in this position, 
just throwing out these contracts. Way, yeah. and, I mean, Courtney Love, I just saw that clip that they posted from her from years ago where she uh, where they asked her about, you know, how's Harvey? And she was like, you know, am I going to get liable if I say this? And she was like, <laughs> if he invites you to a private party in his hotel room, don't go. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> Which is crazy because that's his exact game. I mean, invites you saying that it's a screening or something and then you go to his hotel. And obviously this is what I'm reading from the articles. It's it's almost creepy how every single woman has said the same thing. Very reminiscent of the Cosby stories. You know how it's like the same scenario and this is running the same old ass tired software. Same ass game. It's crazy. Um, it's disgusting. Yeah. With me, I, obviously I can speak more so for the music industry, which was absolutely the same thing. I remember being as young as 17, 18 and having grown ass cement like executives in labels that were in their 50s mm. telling me. I remember one we sat in the meeting and we're playing him my music and he says to me, you know, and the music was like really good. So I wasn't really ever worried. Like I was like, I just have to get the music into the right hands. It's never right. a thing of like me worried about if it's going to be good enough. So I was always confident in that. And so I was kind of sitting there like, this is going to be good, like life altering. And then I had, I've always been a tomboy. So I was dressed, uh, I guess what would be considered more masculine or like androgynous. And he was like, the music is good, but if you don't make me want to fuck you, I don't know like how far you're going to get. And mind you, I'm like 17. <laughs> this is like a 50, 60 year old man. Telling you, telling like it me, is. yeah, and then Ugh. I know he noticed my face because I was kind of like, bro, like, really? You just heard this dope ass music, and that's what comes. That's what you want to discuss. And he's telling me, you know, he starts bringing up Shakira, and he's like talking about her sexuality and mentioning like all these other artists, and you know, and telling me, and it was crazy because I never want to be, you never want to be that woman or person in general. That like pits yourself up against other people where, you know, some people be like, because Beyonce sells sex and I'm not right. trying to be that girl. I'm not going to do that. Beyonce sells sex. She's a beautiful woman. She's a powerful woman. She's using her gifts. If that's how she wants to sell it, then that's how she's selling and she's doing amazing. You can also be androgynous and a tomboy. I feel like she does that, too. Sometimes she's a tomboy. Sometimes she's more masculine. Like we're allowed to kind of play into whatever roles we want to play. So I hated that he was, like, trying to, like, you know, fuck with my head on, like, what's right. going to sell and you this. Right. And then what happens is you get people like Pink or even Alessia, the little girl who I actually really love, mm -hmm. where they become, like, rebels to it. And then they start kind of talking down on, like, dressing up or being, like, this beautiful, typical woman. And we all start pitting ourselves against each other when in reality we're not the problem. Nope. <laughs> you know, the Beyonce's of the world— and the TLCs of the world, or whoever you want to express, aren't the problem. The problem is the gatekeepers deciding who out of those forms of expression are the winners. Who's going to make the most money? And the fact that sometimes we do feel forced to be over-sexualized because that's what appeals to men. And men are the gatekeepers. And that's where I have a problem. So it goes back to the fact that they control this, you know, and I hated that. I'm sitting here, a talented-ass kid... And even and not just him, but everyone I was working with, even producers, it was always the same thing about sex, sex, sex. Friend, you have this body. And if you do this and if you just take off a little of this and that, it was always the same conversation. And I almost gave in. 
I remember I was working with this producer and he wanted me to be Vanity. He was like, you would be dope as like the new wave Vanity. <laughs> and if you guys know me, that's so not my personality. Oh, <laughs> to be like in lingerie with heels singing pop songs. <laughs> like, shout out to Vanity though. I love Vanity. Vanity's the shit. Are you kidding? I wanted yeah, to be I, here. I, I, like, shout out to Vanity. Go ahead. <laughs> Which is ironic because I loved her so much and yeah. wanted to be here. So when I had the opportunity to actually like mimic her, I was like, she is already Vanity. Like I'm not her. And I hated that like everyone was agreeing with him and saying like, yo, but you would be popping. Like your body in that. Come out the scene with the hair and and those vocals. And for a second, I remember thinking, Fran, if you want this to work, you might really have to do that shit because that's the game. And it, it's like you were saying, Asante, like sometimes you get so burned out with like trying to do it your way and it not working. And you don't want to deal with that resistance anymore. Like you're just like, fuck it. So I completely understand why people end up creating careers that are not based on like their comfort levels. And what they want to look like and what they want to sound like because the gatekeepers always decide differently. So it's really sad. You know, it makes me sad that people in positions of power can really like the fact that he was using his company, who is a great company, right. you know, like powerful, life altering, putting out like incredible work. And then deep down, he's using it for, like, his sexual, like, you know, it's like, what? That is terrible. And furthermore, when is somebody going to hit him with, not when is somebody going to? Actually, fuck it. I'll just say it. It would be really funny if somebody hit their ass with the he one time. Like, oh, well, you would be, you know, I'm telling you, in order for you to really be successful, you have to be sexy and do this. Well, that's crazy because what if your job worked like that? Blue. What if you had to be sexy to be an executive? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What well, none of y'all motherfuckers be working? <laughs> okay. None of them. Harvey Weinstein looked like Lena Dunham. <laughs> and you that know nigga what's crazy? Like honey In every boo-boo. article, every woman like emphasized in the first couple sentences how unattractive he yeah, is. Yeah, look at him. He looks molded. He looked that nigga literally looked like somebody left him out for a couple of days. <laughs> God. I mean, horrible porridge. He looked awful. like porridge. That's that nigga. He looked like gruel. That shit they used to eat on The Simpsons. Cold oatmeal. Them cafeterias. Gruel. (laughs) So I just, yeah. But that would be so funny. And it stems from insecurities. Yeah. And then him holding this proverbial carrot over their head, you know, of like life altering change, like taking actresses from nothing to something to get him to, you know, by fucking him, giving him massages. One girl said he was masturbating in front of her and, like, at a restaurant. Like, that's how deep his issues are. And the problem is that... So what do you guys think about this? This is a second layer of it. The people who know that executives are like this. Because apparently a lot of people are saying, obviously, these stories are, like, 30 and 40 years old. Like, 30 years old. Starting from, like, the, the early 80s. There was a case back to like 1980 and people would just say, that's just Harvey. That's just how he is. Or they'd like kind of low key warn each other like, yo, girl, you know, like if you go, just know that like he gets down like this. And that's something that's common because mm-hmm, even in exactly. the in music industry, you'd hear like someone sells like this or he do or he might make you do this. And, you know, you kind of just keep that in mind when you go into the meeting right. or you make sure that if they say let's meet at a restaurant you say no or you know I'd rather meet here and you kind of like finesse it to not uh, 
put you in an, a you know a position where you right, have to compromise right. yourself. So, what do you guys think of that? People who know shit like that and don't say anything or don't do anything about it. Everybody's built differently, and so um, people have moral thresholds and they have certain boundaries when it comes to what will move them to act, as opposed to what they'll just be. You know, they have empathy for. You know what I'm saying? So. You can never measure it. I know what I would do. I'm sure everybody else in this room knows what they would do or yeah. what they wouldn't do. But, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's a very tricky space because you really can't judge someone else's decision making. I mean, you can and I do, but I know I'm wrong. But at when the I'm end of the day, yeah, yeah. You know, so. Because that happens even in families. That uncle. Oh, all the oh, time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That uncle that people would rather like freak out and make sure the kids aren't with him in a room as opposed to like doing something about the fact that he's coming to family gatherings. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think everyone can relate to that, that situation. That is cr- the craziest thing in the world. The uncle me. or right. the grandpa or just that aunt. Like you just, everyone knows that. And it's so it's not just in terms of business. It's in terms of whatever people are and like secrets and hiding and not want to confront certain things. So there's a part of me, because I know some people were getting on the women who haven't come forward or, or who experienced these things and never said anything. Similar to the Cosby case. Remember, people were like, well, why are they taking so long? Mm-hmm. Why are they saying something now? And it's like trauma is very real. Like we've studied on this show, like I just said earlier, the the chemicals that are released when you're in a position of fight or flight can literally chemically cloud your judgment, cloud your understanding of a situation and change how you would react. So from the outside looking in, we know how we'd react. And in reality, that person knows how they would have wanted to react. But when you're put in a position of high level of stress, you don't always have control of the biological things that are happening to not cause you to react the way you should or quote unquote should. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a lot that's happening internally, not to mention triggers, which we've talked about. You know, this could have been something that's happened to you before and it kind of gives you that deer in the headlights syndrome where you freeze and don't know how to react. Like so many reasons why people don't come forward and don't say anything. Maybe they're scared. Maybe they don't want to lose their job. Their family depends on it. You know, like a lot of women are getting slaughtered online right now because people are mad. And I'm like, everything to deflect from the fact that he's a pig who shouldn't have been doing right. this in the first place. But now the women are being blamed. Do you? What do you think? Do you think it's even in families, like when people don't say anything to that uncle, is it a problem that people stay quiet and kind of like sweep things under the rug? I think it's a problem, but it's kind of like everybody's put in an, un- an unfair situation. Right. Just because like for these women that haven't come forward, it's such a hard decision to come forward because... On a personal level, like you're saying, like, it might be something that they want to black out and not even think about on their day-to-day, let alone being put back into the spotlight and then the media or something really, like, traumatizing. It was traumatizing enough to go through in that moment and then to know that you couldn't get any help. And then all these years later, to find out it's been happening to all these other people, and then you want to have your moment, but then people are, you know, talking about those people. It's like, well... I'm going to just have to stay over here and not say anything or like, you know, like you're better off fix this, you know, however I want to fix it. And I think it sucks when you're put in these situations where it's like you can do something about it, but you don't know how because 
if you could do something about it, it's like, or if it was like easy or as easy as you would think, it's like you would. But then when you're dealing with somebody like, let's say, um, or let's say somebody is on Harvey Weinstein's council and he could have been called the cops and been like, yo, he's up here doing something illegal. It's got like a, and they're saying person. that his whole staff, his assistants, his lawyers, you know, he'd been paying people off. Like they're clearly all aware. So it's hard in a, when you're in a situation like that to figure out who you can tell or talk to when it's someone so big and they've been paying someone off too. And they may be in on it. So then the whole media already don't want to trust you and then you already feel like this person has everybody else in the bag. It's like, how do you, you know, it's almost like a trapped feeling. Yeah. <sighs> it's just unfortunate. And it's I scary. honestly, yeah, and it's it's scary because it is hard. And most importantly, especially like for women and women of color and just POC in general, we already have it hard with the gatekeepers who already keep us at bay, like even further than anyone else. That's right. So when you're put in a position like this, you know, where you're at the door of opportunity and someone plays like that, like it's just so unfortunate. It really, really is. And it's hard because now a lot of the only thing I will say that's good about this is that I do think it's, like, unveiling a lot because now people are coming forward about different. Mm -hmm. Like, I just saw there was an article about a, an Amazon uh, director, like, that is in charge of, I think, like, their movies or... I'm not entirely sure what his, like, actual position is, but I just saw that it said, like, a top-level Amazon executive in the movie department had to step down. He resigned because of allegations that are coming out about him, Harvey Weinstein's brother, tons of other directors. So it's, like, it's a wrap. <laughs> you know, the illusion of these gatekeepers, and you've always heard stories. You know how you've yeah. always heard stories, even of what they're doing to the child, like the child actors, um... Stories of just things that people have had to do. And and this is like, I think the sad part is we do hear about this a lot in all, all industries the all the time. Sadly, of, right. Yeah. Like, remember, like, <laughs> even people would joke about it, like having to fuck the director on the couch, like the director's couch, the like casting the couch. casting yeah. couch. That's mm -hmm. what the term is. Like, it, there's even a term for it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's how common normalized. it is and normalized it's been. So what advice do you guys have for people who either have been put in that position and maybe are being hard on themselves for the choice they made or not, um, or just people who are fearful of even entering different fields in fear of being put in positions like that. I did see an article, too, where one girl said that once she dealt with something similar where a director told her she's never going to make it if she doesn't do X, Y, and Z, she was like, fuck that. Now she's a costume designer. You know, and wow. she and she was an amazing actress. She was really young and had like the opportunity to start young Respect. and really slay. And she was like, I'm not dealing with this and literally just swerved on him and started in a completely different industry. It's something that you have to be aware of, depending on what arena you're stepping in. As you said, this is a widespread um, issue. It's not specific to the entertainment industry. So it's just something that you need to have a heightened sense of awareness about in general. Um, you need to know how to determine what integrity means to you, mm -hmm. what you're okay with and what you are not okay with. And you need to determine whether or not you have the strength to be uh, forthcoming with that information, no matter the risk involved. Um, and it's a totally personal um, situation. It's something that everyone has to come to their own determination on. 
Um, and that's it. You have your limits. You know what you can take and what you can't. You also know what you should take and what you shouldn't. And what you do with that information is on you. Right. That's my advice. What about you? What advice do you have for people? Um, do the best with what you've got. <laughs> I mean, I, I really can't sit up here and, and give a, a compass or a guide to, you know, a surefire way of making sure you're safe because unfortunately the world is the way that it is. And, you know, like you're saying, it's a normal thing for shit like this to be happening. Like um, you keep saying the gatekeeper and you've always said that I was just thinking about the uh, artist that she's been coming out over the past year. So Jesse Reyes, you know, her whole project is about gatekeepers and she did a whole uh, visual about people abusing that power. And I just think that it sucks that this has to continue to happen. But people still question like the accusers and the abusers as opposed to getting the root. Right, getting to the root of it and then saying, oh, well, this person shouldn't have been in any way. Like, the people that don't do any reading or research at all and then it just automatically say, hmm, I don't know about those people accusing. Or even the people that want to say, you know, those people accusing, they're telling the truth. Like, if we could do a little bit more research on our own and, like, really figure out how to do things and make these decisions, not to say it'll make it easier, but it'll just be easier for us to, <clears throat> not easier, it'll just be um, a more informed decision once you try to really figure out uh, the decision you want to make because there are going to be positions where, like I said, on a smaller scale in a restaurant, I can let it go if you have an attitude with me because I know you're hungry. But if you're calling me the N-word or something at a table, it's like, you know, I'm not going to stand for that. Right. But somebody else might be like, oh, these are just words, so they might not do anything, and I can't judge them for that. But at the same time, we can't continue to let people get away with certain things. And I feel like if we can find out uh, – educated ways if you could just figure out a way to take that breath and figure out how to say no in a respectful way or to disarm the person that should not be abusing their power somehow i really think if we did a little bit more of that um not to say it would help but at the very least these people out there doing that shit would be you know they would think twice before doing it because if harvey put these three scripts on the bed and said you have to do x y and z for this i might be like you do x y and z <laughs> i want to see what the fuck you look like doing that shit to see if you would be able to get one of these three movies you asking me to get like hello are you crazy Imagine. I tell you this. Mm. I wish a white person would call me an N word while I'm bringing them some food. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, my advice. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough one, and honestly, I kind of want to integrate my advice for it into my wellness segment, mm -mm. so you can kind of sing it in. <laughs> well, 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 well. <laughs> I just want to, because I think this will be a really good point of reflection or a journal entry. Just remember we had that conversation about boundaries. And I think at the end of the day, a lot of what happens is when we don't have those solid boundaries around us on like, this doesn't feel good. I don't care who you are, whether you're my mom, my son, my husband, my boss, someone who is at the gate of my life, quote unquote, changing. You have to actually be strong enough and faithful enough to understand that no one actually has that kind of power over your life. It might seem like it. Like, yes, these women were iced out and blacklisted, so it very directly affected them. But you also have to you can't like be consumed by thoughts like that because I know, especially now times are changing. Look at artists who I'm sure went through the same thing where the gatekeepers weren't letting them in 
for not looking or appearing or creating in a certain way. And now mm. look what happened. The internet was created. And the internet has changed how music is published, changed how it's delivered, how it's purchased, how it's streamed, where now there are no gatekeepers. Labels are fucking obsolete, in my opinion. Okay. The only thing that they have power for is distribution, where obviously, you know, they have a hold on the market, on the global market, global scale. But I think even that's changing because everyone has Apple Music or right. Spotify. And if you can just get your... I mean, we have our podcast on on Tidal. Shout out to Tidal. Shout, Shout out, out to Ty and Dow. <laughs> right? Like, we are being heard on Tidal. We're heard on Spotify. We're heard, you know, and, and these are topics we want to discuss. We don't have gatekeepers, you know. So if we could do that then you as a creative can do that as an artist. And obviously this is just one industry. But I'm saying now people have on YouTube, like look at Issa Rae, how she started her YouTube yes. series, you know, and then from that was able to create enough to go on television. And how many people have you seen like Moonlight who started from like small indie darlings and small indie projects and ended up winning Oscars. Like times are changing. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to be less fearful of the thought that someone will control how far we get. And I know that that sounds easier said than done, but as being someone who had to kind of swerve out of the music industry because of similar problems where People were over-sexualizing me really young or trying to control what I sounded like and what I looked like, and it just didn't feel good. And then I got sick on top of that. Like, it, I swerved on it, but you know what the thing is? I ended up falling into a completely different industry, and then the reality is if I wanted to pursue music right now, it would be under my own terms. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, yes, it may have taken a little longer than when, like, I anticipated. And but longer made you stronger. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, it may take you off the course you pictured, but it doesn't mean that you're being taken off your course. There's a difference. You know what I mean? So I really want people to be, to have more faith in their boundaries and their right to set them. Because I think that's where we get off course, where we don't think that we have the right to say no. Like even you joking, but Mary J. Blige saying no to Pink is awesome. That means she has strong boundaries. Yeah, Anyone else of a woman, to be honest. <laughs> Anyone else might have been afraid, you know, and been like, let me not say no to her like that because she knows so-and-so or her manager and then it could fuck up this project. Right. And you're thinking, you know, your mind starts thinking of all the things you're going to fuck up. And then you'd be like, fuck pink. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I love her music. But it happens all the time. Like, how many times has, like, a boss or someone in a position of power talk to you, like, a little bit crazy? Oh, my God. But because you didn't want to, like, fuck up opportunities or maybe that promotion that you're so close to. You smile through the You smile teeth. through <laughs> And, you know, and that's a problem because what happens they think it's okay. Mm -hmm. So Keep now you've set it. a tone for them of what level of disrespect you are willing to take. And trust me, they're going to run with it. And it happens with friends. It happens with people. So I think what the boundaries conversation as far as us. And granted, at the end of the day, a predator is a predator is a predator. They don't give a fuck about boundaries. You know what I mean? Like Harvey Weinstein, mm. you could have said no. And he was still pushing up and abusing. So I'm in no way saying that boundaries 
um, are the fix or the root of the problem. Right. In no way. But what I am saying is don't allow these predators to change the way you move, to change, you know, to make you fearful of like pursuing these goals and entering these industries. Like, don't let it shift that. Still pursue, still create, still work where you want to work. And don't be afraid to say no. Don't be, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, 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 don't be afraid to, to admit when you're in a situation that makes you uncomfortable, regardless of who it is that you're around. And that goes for everyone, family, friends, and in business. Tisha Campbell performances. (laughs) (laughs) Even if she puts you Do not be afraid to let them know. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm someone, we've talked about this before, where I really like being nice. Yes. I don't like being mean. And so if someone asks me something they need or something that I'm uncomfortable, I hate saying no. But I've learned that no has been extremely empowering. You see how Pink said it made her look at Mary differently? (laughs) (laughs) Because people are like, this person knows what they want. They're sure of it. They're comfortable in their skin where where no is just no. Yeah. And it's actually very empowering for you and the people that you deal with because it makes them realize, like, shit, are my boundaries that clear? <laughs> you almost give people permission. So they hit it with the curve. <laughs> you going with me to the grocery store? No. Go away no, from me I don't with want this to. pink. <laughs> it's actually made me more vocal and clear. And what happens if you are more vocal about what you want your life to feel like? It's going to be manifest. You're going to feel that more often because you'll attract people who respect those boundaries and people who don't respect it will weed themselves out or I can spray my spray on them or you spay your spray on them right (laughs) so just wanted to bring up the boundaries conversation I think when we discuss boundaries people forget that that includes your mama too (laughs) and your boss and don't feel bad you have it's your birthright for life to feel the way you want it to feel. So that's it for this week's wellness segment and hot button issue. Hopefully that helped in (laughs) some way. Thanks again to Talkspace for supporting this week's episode of The Friend Zone. Talkspace, which is the online therapy company, makes it so easy to connect with an experienced, licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. You can send your therapist audio, text, and video messages, or even do a live video chat. You can pick the best plan for you. No matter the time or location, you can speak with your Talkspace therapist on the web or over the phone without scheduling, traveling, or worrying about your privacy. And Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to the thousands of hours of supervised professional training. Best of all, Talkspace is 100% confidential. You can remain completely anonymous if you want. Start therapy now with a licensed therapist that understands how you live your life today. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash friendzone. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code friendzone to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's code friendzone and Talkspace.com slash friendzone. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. That's right. And now let's jump into Mr. Music Man. What you got for us this week, Asante? It's the Music Man, and I'm back in this thing, and we got another one again. Hey. <laughs> so, with all of the wedding bells are ringing, um, a ringing. <clears throat> for all the Wopsters listening, 
Yesterday was a very big day. Um, one, Gucci Mane has yes. taken to Keisha Kaor under his uh, tutelage, under his name. Say, his tutelage? His, uh... <laughs> the marriage? Mrs. That's right. You know, it, Gucci has an empire, and Keisha added to the empire and doubled <clears throat> it, and she has her own empire, and uh, they are going to be life partners in all areas. She's even become a personality before our very own eyes. <laughs> She's been uh, doing uh, tour runs on shows that we don't speak of anymore and others. Dead. Uh, on BET, Gucci Man is married Keisha Kaor, and it's just a very uh, big day. And I just am going to be mad. I'm mad that I'm not going to see it on time right now. But it doesn't matter. Y'all can't live tweet it with us right now because you listen to the podcast. So that means you have seen it already. And so, it'll be recorded. That's right. It's going to be recorded. So I'm all good. I'm all safe. I just really feel like I should have been Atlanta in Atlanta and uh, or Miami rather for the wedding. Um, but I'm going to get over all of this. <laughs> all of this is leading to the icebreaker. It's couple season. It's cuffing season. Oh, gosh. Uh, they're getting married. Uh, you know, Cardi B and, Off- and Offset have been, you know, throwing it off out here. Maybe they're going to get married soon. Who knows? Oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> so I want you to use your imaginations and tell me uh, of cute couples that could possibly get together. Like your dream couples, maybe. So... I'm going to throw this one out there. This is not my dream couple, but someone's dream couple might be one uh, Nicki Minaj and Nas. Now. All right now. I like it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I think they're actually perfect for each other. They could be cute together. Like a long-term situation, <laughs> I think that would be really dope. I but, like it. I feel like they would balance each other out very well. I feel like he'd be attracted to her being her. And, you know, he's from New York. She's from New York. I feel like he would bring a certain... I don't know. I just like them. I like them together, and I hope the rumors are true. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like he'll bring out... I just... I like it. I just leave it at that. Now, another one that's not my dream couple, but because I just talked about them, I think it would be really dope if down the line, like a year or two, Cardi and Offset do like tie the knot. Like That'd be sweet. It would be so cute. Because, <laughs> you know, I feel like... When I think about Gucci and Keisha, I think about how Gucci, like, really changed. Outside of her holding him down, he got out, still making the fuck out his records. She didn't change this nigga's life and got him eating good and healthy, and (laughs) they still are ghetto as fuck. It's not like he got out and she changed him to a whole new man and he's not rapping anymore. He decides to be a mortgage banker or some shit. So I think about Mm -hmm. Cardi being... Her more more of her ratchet self when she's with her man because she puts up the pictures of him uh, talking about or uh, the memes talking about when Bay raps about bitches giving him head in the studio like rolling the eyes and shit. <laughs> and I think it's cute, so I just live for a little hood shit like that. Okay, let's have some fun with the shit. Okay. Oh gosh, low key, you know who I wish would have worked out? <laughs> Bow Wow and Erica Mena. <laughs> what? I do. I like them as a couple. Why? I felt like when they when they was on 106 now was it 106 in Park? Yes, they were. When they were on 106 in Park and they was like kissing before they actually got together. I remember thinking like <laughs> this is actually like cute and I wish they would have made it. What about him and Sierra? That never made sense to me. I always <laughs> felt like it was off. It always looked like uppercase and lowercase. I just never understood oh it ever. God. But that song was the jam. Remember the song they made? I ain't never had nobody show yes. me all the things that you didn't show me in the special way I feel when you're Sierra. What? Sierra, man. And Sierra. Make Kia do that for you because Sierra always does that breath and Kia does it perfectly. When she oh. goes, and I ain't never had nobody do that. Yes. Like you. 
That was the jam. Shout out but yeah, to I you. wish I really wish that Bow Wow and Air Camino would have made it. I do. You are so random. <laughs> right? Of all people. I, fuck it. Like I felt like I who can it. I say that would really be a stupid couple? And they were the first people that came to mind. So I just but I really do feel like that though. In my heart, like I really hated that they broke up. Lo I hated that Daniel Booby Gibson and Keisha Cole broke up. Um I felt like when they were good, they did seem. Really I hate good him on this show. Do it you? Ru- I like. I wish I never watched it because yeah. I these, I think he's so cute, and now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. The singing. The now you like Antoine Dodson. You are really dumb. <laughs> you are so dumb. I you wouldn't even like, say he's yeah. dumb, you but like little boo boo. <laughs> I I enjoyed him on. That I won't show. say he's dumb. Mm-hmm. But there's something about it that has changed for me. That's all I'll say. Well, level, lower down a little bit. <laughs> Lowered expectations. Oh, oh, my God. You remember that? <laughs> Number five, zero, nine, two, three. And the little karaoke scenes, every time he gets with Brooke, they're always, like, oh performing. I'm like, what is this? We'll get there. Oh, yeah, we will. We're not anyway, there yet, um, but we'll get there. Who's a, Okay, who would be my ideal couple? Let me think of guys I think are cool. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh no, because I want him. <laughs> I was gonna say Andre three thousand, but no. What do you think Janae Aiko and Big Sean's wedding is gonna look like? They're Beautiful. so cute. Did they you are. see that she got the tat of his face <laughs> on her arm? I was just glad it was a good job. I said, if it you gonna do it, good though. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't want it to look like an obituary photo. Most <laughs> t- most portrait tattoos always look like obituary photos, even when the person's still living. <laughs> It'd be kids. Even some kids' baby oh footprints God. be a little warped. I'd be like, you can't even do a baby footprint. Oh it's God. literally spots. How you <laughs> fuck up a baby footprint, footprint Or the baby's faces be looking hella old. Oh, my God. The they look like men. the man on the Did cream of wheat box. Oh, yeah. Your baby look like the nigga on the cream of wheat box. <laughs> I can't. Why can't I think of any couples? Um, You want to spice it up? We could twist Who it. Who could Andre 3000 be with? Erica Badu. I know, but... That's not happening. Let's, well, we fantasizing about Bow Wow and I Eric mean, they Amina. are my favorite. Erica yeah. Badu and Andre Pryor are my favorite couple Ooh, in the okay. industry of yes. all time. Debate time. Oh. Erica and Andre Let's or fight. Erica and Lonnie, a.k.a. Common. Hmm. So Erica Badu no, and Andre 3000 are Erica and Common. Andre. Andre all day. All day. One gotta go. (laughs) Oh, 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 you want to go back to that game? Is that the game you want to play right now? Okay. No, definitely Andre. They were they they were just dreamy. Andre three thousand. Who could I hook him up with? Um, I think he would look cute with Tika Sumter. I think they would make a sexy couple. Um, I think that. But what about someone completely unexpected for him, like Rihanna? Hmm. <laughs> Y'all both. Then why don't you silent. say somebody completely unexpected like Cash Doll? <laughs> I think Andre Three Thousand would look cute with Cash Doll on his arm. Dustin doesn't approve. <laughs> it's not that I don't approve. It's just that it automatically puts my girl in a light of why her. So it invites criticism like, to her. Um, well, the you only know what I'm saying? I, well, just because it it would be completely unexpected. I don't think, see what I'm saying. But I'm only saying that <laughs> I don't feel like it she's... would because she lives she lives in Atlanta too. So I feel oh. like in that music scene they would see each other. And Andre 3000 used to do all he the new kids. He don't even go out. 
Outside he of him, he even go outside out. of him going out. He's that always, nigga don't do it because he's nothing. perfect. That's for why me. we mad now. He don't have he to don't go do out. Nothing. He's always in the studio. That's how they they link up. He's always featured on somebody's record randomly. Like when he did that. Uh, uh what was that remix to Lloyd? And it was like, um, <gasps> I was jam. like, I never would have thought that Andre would have been on this, but he was on it and owned it and killed it. And I yes. feel like he always comes out randomly on some remix. And he's like, damn, you didn't even know Andre could kill that, right? So I Which like I think is what with... he likes because he's also a Gemini. I feel right. like they never want to be boxed it. in, yeah, totally to anyone. Thing. He was see cash down, like, damn, that's a bad bitch right there. <laughs> and then they find out all the brains she got on her ass too. Like it, it could be random. What random. about? Just for the show, you guys, I don't want to hear, I don't want to get the hate mail or when y'all start with the, I don't fuck with you that more. Let's snatch Beyonce from Jay-Z for a second. I'm not participating oh, in this at all. Are you There's crazy? nothing to even like. Who could Beyonce be with? Shit, I don't know. You know, Janet and them already be with like rich people whose names we don't know, so. <laughs> Beyonce would have been cute. I'm like, should it be an athlete? No. Not to me. I, I would see her more with like, this is so Someone bad. Someone older, I like I know. Oh, I have the person, but I just Wait, I feel Beyonce so bad. Wait, Beyonce and like Mahershala. Mm-mm, not to no? me. No, I'm too young. Too Rihanna great. and Mahershala. Oh, no, no. That would Mahershala, be sexy, yes. actually. Ooh, wee. Rihanna and Mahershala. Okay, that's my choice. Okay, good. I don't have to say what I was going to say. No, I no say it. We I have can't. to there's, know. I, there's no coming back from this. No, I, we I'll have tell to you. Know. I'm going to die I, not I knowing I'll, who I'm it a, is. No, I'm going to tell you. I just ain't going to tell. I'm my deathbed like, who is Dustin going to say? I ain't going to tell y'all. But I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. After the, we'll get there. <laughs> okay, so that's my final answer. I'm sticking with Erica and Bow Wow. It's safe. I'm dead at that choice. <laughs> the, the pool is very shallow, so I feel like it's safe. Who was your, your final answer? Mahershala Ali and Rihanna. I have mm. a really random answer, and I'm just trying to make sure I want to say this. <laughs> um, I think it would be really cute and random as fuck if Kelly Rowland... And I know she's happily married and she already got somebody and that whole thing is so just nice. Just for play play. Just for play play. I just think it would be so random and cute because I feel like there was this thing where R&B singers always had a thing if she dated like Anderson Pack, Like not married him, <gasps> but just to know that they would go That's out. That's random, but I like Cause it. Because Anderson Pack is so cool and musical and funky and I feel like he would be like Kelly, but oh my God, Anderson, you are so funny. That's so random. Dead. And, but he would like switch her shit up and really make it sound dope anyway. So just a really random I could acute, take it like, what about Michael B. Jordan and who Keisha Cole <laughs> Michael B. Jordan and Keisha Cole it will work think about how he looked in Rocky and shit or, or he not looks Creed. now oh, but I in Black he's into Panther. white women ain't he so Chanel West Coast they asked him no he didn't no, he said that that wasn't true <laughs> Chanel West Coast <laughs> she said she got a new bag could be Michael B. Jordan <laughs> Michael Bay George. Oh man, <laughs> who would I see? Who would I see Kelly Rowland with? Kelly Rowland is so refined and so. I see it with an older man, distinguished. Put right? it with Idris. Um, but you know, he's Idris like rat. that, right? I, he hate, like, I hate that I always <laughs> pick Idris. Like he, he, he like a little, you know. Wasn't he? Uh, I feel like he friends <laughs> with Tyrese. I feel like they go trick on the weekends. Oh right. That's God! The Enough said. I don't said. think anybody's friends with Tyrese. <laughs> 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 like that's what the problem is. Ain't nobody talking to that motherfucker. Ain't nobody telling him, nigga, shut the fuck. Ain't nobody I saying, mean, give me a goddamn. Phone. Even Tank was Where are your the friends rock about at? getting on the damn uh, spin Because Tank is smart. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay 
What about The Rock? Who could he be with? Queen Latifah. <laughs> the Rock and Queen Latifah. I'm done. <laughs> I can make I'm your done. bed rock down. <laughs> okay, you talking about a Casper mattress. <laughs> The Rock and Queen Latifah, no. baby, bust it down. <laughs> Turn your goofy down. That's what they would do. The Rock and Queen Latifah gonna put it down. The Wraith in China. Okay, that's why. That's how far they gonna fall. Remember when you was a kid? They would say if you take a spoon and dig in the dirt, you get to China. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how hard they gonna make that bed go boom. Can you imagine the Rock I, and Queen Latifah? Done. We're done. You talking about sounds? Okay, okay. That's it. <laughs> that was it for the icebreaker. Now we icebreaker. On to the, okay, <laughs> to the listens lately. What the fuck? <laughs> what have y'all been listening to boom, lately? Boom, boom, um, boom. Oh my god! Uh, in the spirit of that, maybe the Rock and Queen Latifah have been listening to Division's new album. Okay, Division, <laughs> the Great Divide. Okay. Oh my god. Pardon the red Moses. Okay. <laughs> Yo, my face like hurts. Like not the red Moses. I've been listening to. <laughs> Y'all ever check out St. Vincent? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying here, okay? Um St. Vincent's good. <laughs> Listen. What else? Um, what else y'all been listening to lately besides the fire alarms? Because you know every alarm in the house going off and them niggas start fucking when the rock oh and queen and people start King, going at King it. King Cruel. <laughs> King Cruel's dope. Garage door went up. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinklers went on. Everything just started fucking up. You're like, it's Mercury. Mercury and retro. What the hell is going on, man? Until you hear it. Sorry. Go ahead, Chuck. Um, who else is out? Jesus. Yeah, you said Divisions Project. I haven't that had a chance. That album good. I didn't have Duh. a chance to sit with it Jesus. yet. I did. That album is so Yeah. Good. Well, I'm a Division fan anyway. Y'all know I loved September 5th. Yeah. But this is good in the writing. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Did you listen already? I did. I love it, too. I haven't sat with it. But King Cruel. He, it's interesting because I was asking myself, I'm like, what is it that I like about this project? I don't know. I've never been a huge King Cruel fan, but something about it just was cool. Mm. It's called The Ooze. It just came out and I really like it. Yeah. King Cruel is dope. St. Vincent, I've always been a fan of and they have a new project that's dope. I know her put out a new project, a new song. Yeah. It's called Two and it's actually really nice. It's not a up, it's like a mid tempo. It's yeah. like a, she's, you know, a little more playful for her, which was nice. Um, that's it for me. That's all I've been listening to this week. I'm still on the Sabrina Claudio because that project is oh, yeah. perfection is from beginning project. to end. Um, yeah, that's my listens <laughs> lately. What about you, Dustin? I want to give a shout out to Shy Glizzy. I've been banging yes. Over the Hills by Shy Glizzy featuring Cash Doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful, wonderful I song. Check it out. Um, what else have I been listening to? Keisha Cole actually has a really dope new song called Best Friend. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to Kaya and T.S. Madison because their song Next Caller is the jam. It is. They have a song. They yes. do. And it came from a very organic <laughs> moment in their um, on their web series on that their they show. do, which is hilarious. 
Um, I also randomly heard Hanging Around by the Counting Crows, and I've been playing it over and over again because it was one of my all, like, it used to be a song I loved back in the day. Mm. I love Hanging Around by the Counting Crows. So I'll just leave it there. What about you, Asante? Well, I want to give a shout out to, I think the rapper, his name is, uh, the project is Real Person, but the rapper's name is uh, Caleb. So I don't know if it's Collaborate. Because it's C-A-L-E-B-O-R-A-T-E, which is dope. But um, his new project, Real Person, is really dope. I feel like everybody should check it out. Um, <clears throat> also, my homegirl, Rissa, Narissa, put me on to this artist. Um, she's actually rapping over a sampled Kaya beat. Um, her Instagram name is Saweetie, S-A-W-E-E-T-I-E. <laughs> and just check out this Kaya sampled record, um... I would play it, but I feel like my phone's internet is going to mess up. Saweetie. 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 The song is really dope. I'm going to try to pull it up at the end if I can. Uh, Outside of that, uh, you know, Gucci Mane dropped uh, his new project, Mr. Davis. Oh, yeah. I did see the the cover art for that. um, Definitely check that out. There's some jams on there. Several. Um, A Boogie with the Hoodies project came out. (laughs) Uh, G Herbo dropped a project. A lot of fucking music I'm listening to right now. Um, There's a lot out. Yeah. So I've been trying to give everybody a moment, but I just haven't had the time to do so. So um, Kyle dropped a new song called Sunshine with Miguel on there. It's a pretty dope sample. Who? Uh, Kyle. You know, Kyle's that rapper. He has a song with Lil Yachty, um, uh, I Spy. Yes. He's uh, had songs on uh, Featured on Insecure. So I heard somebody playing a new Miguel song on their um Or IG was it a stories. cover or a song? It was a new song. Oh, then it, it, it must have been. Um, I'm so ready. Well, for the Kyle one, um, he's like, um, Sunshine. No, like a uh, sample almost. Blame it on the it. boogie. Yeah. No, I But he's not it. actually doing all of it. So um, those are the new listens lately over here. Uh, I have. Been doing my playlist. Apple Music and I had a moment, and all of my playlists disappeared from there. So I'm remaking all the playlists that I have available on my Spotify on my Apple Music. This month's playlist is called Over October. That's OVA. <laughs> um, it features artists, uh, most of the artists mentioned on the show over the past like couple weeks. So, like, I put LaCaylee on there. There's some Sabrina Claudio on there. Um, all of my favorites are on there that I always try to talk about. I always try to put Xavier Omar on my playlist if I have a song from him. I always try to put uh, music from... He's on tour, by the <clears throat> way. People buy tickets, tickets, tickets. Yes. I'm seeing him on December 4th in New York. Yes! <laughs> Everybody go support Xavier Omar. He's been trying to pop for so long. He has been popping. And uh, back, oh, just to rewind, Dustin mentioned Shy Glizzy. Check Shy Glizzy out, but also check out um, Sonder. If you listened to... What's that man's name? If you listened to... Uh, what's that song... Uh, money all around me. She see money all around me. Okay, so that song is by Brent. Um, Gold Link. Gold Link. So that song's by Gold Brent Link. Brent Fias. But Brent Fias is the dude singing on there. And he has a project and, out. And it just came out. I was and listening to it before coming here, yeah. Check that one out. Um, and Shy Glizzy was the other person rapping on that record. That's why I referenced oh, it. So, got so you, they got were all you. on there. So uh, check out the new Sonder project and check out that Shy Glizzy song. Um, and I think that's pretty much it here over in the Music Man world. I want to say one thing before we switch to Dustin. Come on, Amory. Oh, I have another thing to say, too, so go ahead. Yeah, so <laughs> remember that we discussed last week, which actually was like two weeks ago for us, mm-hmm. when Asante asked who would be our 
uh, dream mashup. And yes. I said the diplomats yes. and ASAP mob. Okay. And apparently they have a show <laughs> on November 21st <laughs> at Spotify's Rap Caviar Live Show with, in conjunction with Live Nation. And it's at the Hammerstein Ballroom. So that's kind of fucking crazy. <laughs> People were like, are you psychic? Wow, <laughs> super. That's crazy. Like, for real, for real. So, you goddamn professional. You know, <laughs> man, I'm tapped in. So yep. October 20th, uh, on Friday, okay, English fan, on Friday, October 20th at 11 a.m., tickets will go on sale. So definitely check that out. I definitely want to go. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to sell out so fast, though. Yes, I want to go Diplomats so and ASAP Mob. We got to be there. Hey, Spotify. Right? Okay. Shout out to Spotify. I love Spotify that they're doing title. shows. Oh, hell, y'all. Hold a podcast. Have us in the building. And that's Harlem right there. We have to go. Uh, we have to be there. Chad, if you're listening, get us tickets. Okay. <laughs> but oh. that's it for me. That's all I want to say. Also, the last thing is the artist, uh, Sweetie, who sampled the Kaya song. The name of the song is called Icy Girl. And I think I can pull up like a second of it. So let's see if it's actually working. The video looks really cute too. Yeah, she just dropped it. She's got on a cute like coat and I'm shit. I'm tired of the dogs. Yeah, you know everybody got to do something like real. Can't stop, won't stop, get guap. Ten white toes and them toy flip flops. Manicures and pedicures, I'm always tip top. When they say I'm not hot, all these lies need to stop. Cause I'm icy, wifey. Haters wanna fight me. Never been the one get RP up on a whitey. Keep my hands clean, got some hitters moving shite. So okay. That's, the, that's sweetie. Okay. I like it. Icy girl. That would have been my ringtone. <laughs> okay, so icy. <laughs> Cute. Well, that's it here over at the Music Man segment. We can go on ahead and shoot it right on over to TV land. What you got for us, Dustin? Let's talk about it. It's a lot going on on the tube. First of all, Scandal is back. This is the final season, season seven, and Olivia and Millie are running shit. Period. Melly is the president. Yes. Olivia is her Whoa. chief of staff. Right. And wait, Olivia, wait, you what? you yes. heard it. Olivia literally broke the shit all the way down to her last week. Like flat out, do what I say, so that we can make this history real quick. Girl, we need to her and her Olivia and Melly have literally sat down and looked at each other and said, "We tripping. Let's go ahead and make history and run this shit." And that's what they're doing. <laughs> Who's the VP? Um, Cyrus Bean. Oh my. Okay. Wow. Who looked like he's been eating nothing but beans? Cyrus <laughs> oh looked gassy God. in every scene he's in. He always looked like he got like he in gas, like he got gas so pains in every single scene that he's in. He looks like he's holding in a fart. <laughs> he does. So I Cyrus wow. beans. I, I literally haven't watched since like her mom. Oh my God! Candy Alexander, when her who mom nails was it. Candy yeah, Alexander, when she that's the last up. season I watched. So to hear this, I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Cyrus is VP. It's good, and I'll just leave it there. It's been so good. Anyway, um, so that's all going on. How to Get Away with Murder has been very good, and I don't, oh, I, I don't shit. even watch that. So I've I'm literally just too. been watching it when it comes on. Mm. And there was an episode that ha- that came, an episode that happened, an episode came <laughs> on last week where, um. Uh, Annalise was in the bed with her sister and they had both went to their mom's house to check on some shit, whatever, something mm-hmm. happened. And so um, Annalise told, share with her sister what happened and about how she was, you know, up to, you know, be disbarred and um, she was already on, you know, restrictions for drinking and all this other stuff. And her sister, it was so funny. Her sister lay there and said, it's all right. I'll be drinking too. <laughs> 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 I 
I lost it. So how did we get away with murder has been funny. Yo, doesn't be losing it at the most I, I lost it. You did you see that part? And yeah, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Not for nothing, Fred. He's talking about it was a black ass moment. Yes, you know what I'm yes. talking about, don't you? Cecily was acting her ass off. Cecily Tyson still going. She wasn't in that scene. No, she wasn't but, in the scene. But the but scenes with Cecily Tyson family, and her yeah. mo- and Cecily Tyson and Viola Davis together, <laughs> those scenes are just breathtaking to watch because those are two of I mean come on yeah two powerhouse actors like forever actors Mm -hmm. and so just seeing them play against each other it gives me chills so that's great but that scene (laughs) where her sister was like it's all right I'll be drinking too. And her <laughs> sister's a nurse. So that just, I'm telling you, it was hilarious. So that's going on on there. Um, Star. I'm telling y'all, I'm Star on Fox is the shit. Y'all really? need to start watching Star. I don't know if it's just a guilty pleasure. I don't know if I'm just hooked. Star is the shit. I'm going to tell you. I with Star and Empire. They're so cheesy to but, me. But you kind of buy into the campy the nature almost. You right. Because it's like a nighttime like a soap. yeah. Think Dynasty. Think Dallas. Think mm-hmm. those nighttime soaps. These stories that they're telling. I'm telling you. And they really hook you in. Queen Latifah really is Carlotta to me. It's so crazy. And that's why I was so... so you thinking about Carlotta and the That rock. was why I could so freely say her when we offered that up. Because she's tearing Tyrese up in Star. Tyrese is the pastor. Tyrese, Tyrese? Let me tell you. Tyrese plays the pastor and him and Queen Latifah are going at it. Okay? I'm telling you. It's just you can't, I can't get enough. So this week, the girls hijacked a performance. The label tried to play them and make them be bright ground singers on Good Morning America. They came to the front. And those scenes, I'm telling you. And shout out to I Bring Me because that's my jam from the show. I Bring Me. Yeah, it's the jam, ain't it? (laughs) Boy, stop. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? the tightest it's the jam. Anyway, so I'm addicted to Star on Fox. Oh, my God. I can't help it. Um, I also, oh, oh, and then don't even get me started on Queen Sugar. It's so much going on on Queen Sugar. Where can I start on Queen Sugar? Let me tell you, baby. I'm still still in the episode where she was trying to find that much, like the machine, the equipment. Oh, baby. (laughs) The equipment been found. Her, we didn't met her mother, friend. We didn't met her mother. (laughs) Oh, baby. Charlie's mother is played by this actress. I think her name is Sharon Lawrence. Yes, Sharon Lawrence. Charlie's mom is white. And this white woman, Sharon Lawrence, is laying this character out. She's playing the hell out of Charlie's mother. And this week we found out a bombshell that I really am going... You don't care if I talk about it. No, I mean, I'm so behind at this point. Apparently, all this time, we've been led to believe that Charlie was the result of like this love affair of this woman who stole their their father from their mother. And that's why on Vi hates Charlie's mother. But they still love Charlie because that's their sister and she was the baby. Come to find out... They mama had left him because she wanted to go explore. And so she left, forced his hand. He goes to California, tells Charlie's mother when he meets her, I'm in love with this other woman. She left me because she went to go explore the earth, whatever. But they they had a love and they ended up having Charlie come to find out the mama was pregnant with Nova. 
And they didn't even know it. So all this time we thinking Charlie's mama done busted this family up. It was the total opposite. It's been so good. There's so much going on. Darla clean. She want to get back with her parents. She doing right. Ralph Angel losing his mind. He jealous of Darla being clean and, and being mean to her about it. He, they didn't, he didn't got the whole farm. He ain't helping out. Charlie screwing. He's not helping nah, out? Charlie screwing the nigga that was the sex addict on Girlfriends that's married to oh. Sally Richardson. That's her man. Charlie Mama didn't show up. She a white woman. She didn't told all the business. On Vida and been exposed as a fool who didn't want to deal with Charlie Mama just because she was white. So now we're looking at that. Blue growing up, he probably getting musty. Everything is going on. So <laughs> it's so much going on on Queen Sugar. Like, if you're not watching, you need to start watching. Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. We keep this train. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Somebody was like, when I was saying that I was surprised that Charlie had a different mom, mm-hmm. somebody was like, how could you not have realized that? She's a totally different color. I'm like, are you kidding? Who doesn't have siblings? In Louisiana, of all places. <laughs> Who doesn't have siblings that are different complexions? Like, right. even in my family, you could have a one cousin that's dark and then his sister's light, and then you have, like, what? It wasn't That's the spot. It wasn't Fantastic Four. Well, I, furthermore, <laughs> that that was a bad idea to say to somebody who don't watch the show. Now, watching the show, I can understand why they would say that to you as someone who watches the show because mm-hmm. that was such a big part of the story. So it's like, well, why no, don't you I get mean, it? if it's the storyline, but, that, but, but yeah. to, but the, like, to the point, right. it's stupid because, yeah, yes, that's what I'm saying. That's why y'all people who watch these shows, you need to be smarter about the way you talk about them to people. They should have never said that to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, what? Anyway. Lord Jesus. I bring so Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. The reunion then came on. So much stuff happened on the season finale and everything. First of all, Brooke Valentine then found out that Bridget Kelly was going with Booby down to Catalina's when they had went up there or whatever on vacation <laughs> and messed around because Brooke was supposed to Booby. go. But she couldn't go because she stuck on Marcus. Pretty who girl. was cheating on her the whole time. <laughs> but Marcus, I don't know what it is. She picked Marcus over Booby because I don't think she ever was in the Booby. I think that was something they just did for the show but whatever because it was good to watch. And I think Brooke Valentine is really cute. pretty. Yeah, and I like mm-hmm. watching them make out because they're both attractive people. <laughs> It just makes sense. Brooke Valentine is a pretty black girl. I told you every time the they see her, it'd be like, she was like, oh, we filming? Oh, we finna film. Like, she gets like <laughs> yes. makeup, hair, all that. So anyway, that's all been really good. Monice then got back with uh, AD, who looks like AD. AD, y'all know AD look like one of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> You know, she knows she, AD oh, did. She no. do. Y'all know AD look like AD was in a van, is what I'm saying. Like Aaron Carter, but he's not doing Thank well. you. Oh my God! Y'all. Lucky she looked like Bieber. She's a believer. She, she looked like, like, like Bieber. AD. Wait, they broke up. Well, yeah, but they didn't got back together. Okay. Um, because AD's friend came and fucked everything up. Like you got to be careful about that kind of stuff. AD's quote unquote best friend came in, called Monice a fake lesbian, all kind of stuff. And Monice just looked at her. You know, Monice. <laughs> now, for those who watch the show. I like Moniz. I've always liked Moniz. I know Moniz is crazy and extra and a lot, but the one thing that I can say is that Monique has been consistent when it comes to demanding accuracy and and transparency, and I understand that. So I've always liked Moniz. I've always <laughs> identified with her. I've never felt like she was no bad mom. I just think shit had happened, but I think she loves her son and she cares about him, and I've always felt sorry for the way that they try to paint her as this renegade bad mom because they know she doesn't really take any shit. Mm-hmm. And so they take advantage of her. You know what I'm saying? In that way, and I hate it. She has mm-hmm. a lot I of like Moniz. 
Monique, okay. she needs an award for the control and the restraint she shows in some of those scenes. Like, even in the scenes where people think she's being crazy because she's about to beat someone's ass. Like, was it the first season when she got it at it with Fizz's, the uh, woman he was dating? Who ain't she, even like, around no more. She, kindly took off her... Like, she was like, she was like, don't call me crazy. And the girl kept calling crazy. And she was like, I told you not to call me crazy. And, like... Slid her across like, that granite. Like, the point is, I'm going to fight you if you cross this line. It's not, I'm just a crazy bitch that's going to fight you. Like, exactly. I'm letting you know. She <laughs> like, set the boundary. She even came to the uh, the stud's best friend who she was mad at. You know, they were at the shoot, and she was making everything copacetic. She apologized. And then she she said, I'm owed an apology too. And instead of just beating the bitch's ass when she didn't say no, when the girl was throwing the stuff at her, it had me die when Monice was like, are you out of your rabbit at your monkey ass mind or whatever yes. she said. But Monique showed a lot of restraint and control because there was every opportunity for her to fly over and just beat that bitch's ass. But she she almost so got hazel ass at the reunion too. She almost got Hazel. She swung, Hazel swung and missed all this shit. And Monice, when I, I just understand a lot about Monice. <laughs> when right. Monice went backstage and they were trying to calm the fight down, the way she was like, I hate her! I knew it, the way she <laughs> said that, it took everything she could do not to get over there to Hazel in that moment. And I just, I saw it. So Love & Hip Hop Hollywood has been really, really good. But today, oh, there's one more thing that we need to talk about. <laughs> What did you forget? Mary, Mary. But you know oh. what? I just, I can't even, I can't even do it. I've given oh. Tina Campbell all that I can give her. I wish her nothing but the worst. Now, yes. <laughs> um, but, but let's talk for one second about Sister Circle. Okay. The talk show that comes on TV one. Now, I have a lot of irons in this fire, right? I have dogs in this fight. This is a black talk show on a black network that is giving a chance to a lot of people who I feel like should be taken seriously, more seriously than they are. Quad is one of them. I like Quad. Quad is from Married to Medicine. I watched that show. I've watched it since season one, episode one. I've always liked Quad. Quad takes herself more seriously than a lot of the people on the show. Seeing her, you know, transition into being a talk show host, I was happy for that come up, for the glow up. One time for last week's episode. You know, I was happy to see that happen. Um, Selena Johnson is somebody I've actually worked with before, so I've seen her personality oh, yeah, and her action. Yeah, her show. Yeah, like, Selena. so she, I, I, and I appreciate, there's something, there's a, there's a naivete to her authenticity that makes her just a joy to be on this panel. Like, it's something about her, the jokes that she tells, the things that she chimes in and says, it's just real. And there's, there's no pretense. I appreciate that. Rashawn Ali, professional. You know what I mean? She was a sportscaster. She's worked in media. Um, they lean on her a lot as the lead on the show. Um, so there's a place for her on this panel. Yes. I believe, First of all, I want this show to be a success, and I'm very proud of these black women working on TV every day. But there's a responsibility that comes along with that that I feel is being ignored by one of the panelists, and it's Kiana Dancy. Now, she's a comedian. Is she the really funny one? Sorry, go ahead. She's the comedian. So she's the comedian. Um, She's on the show to be the (laughs) funny person. (laughs) She's on the show to be the funny person, but she's problematic as fuck. She's like super problematic. She In what says, ways? Like the other day, it's like she forgets that there are things that you should and shouldn't say, or things that you should and shouldn't do. When she's trying to make points that are bigger than her scope, she's one of those people who 
appears to be, you know, I'm your home girl and I'm here to be the funny, relatable and crack the joke about the black experience or whatever. But then the moment that the conversation takes a turn for something more serious as far as the subject matter, she offers up a perspective that is contradictory to what she sells as her personality. Here's an example. They had a discussion. They have a segment on the show called Full Circle, right? They had a discussion about this woman who said that she was put through the paces to cash this check in her bank. Um, I believe it was a fifty or $60,000 check. I can't remember the specifics, but they gave, they put her through so many different steps. They called her job. They verified employment, verified her position in the job. They called, uh, verified her more, all these things, right? It was clearly beyond the scope of what's normal, you know, in that, in that procedure. Everyone on the panel is saying, you know, I've dealt with certain types of assumed racism. You know what I mean? When I walk into spaces, obviously the people didn't want to catch this check. So she then, now mind you, they're on a live talk show where people are hinging on what you have to say. Right. So sometimes you have to consider that and when be responsible <clears throat> with the way that you offer up information. She immediately says, well, that's why I see I have, you know, I don't know, you know, I have a relationship with my, that's why you got to have a relationship with your bank. Cause like I have a relationship with my bank. I go in, I say hi and bye and stuff. So like when I go in, you know, some questions they don't ask me, maybe she don't do that. Maybe she didn't say hi. And then, you know, people, um, you know, it wasn't like it was a direct deposit. It was $50,000 check. Ain't nobody just walking around with checks for fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars Quad was so visibly, you know, like thrown off by the things she was saying. All she could say was, yes, they do, Kiana. There's times where you do have to do that. You know, she instead of her focusing on the fact that they had mistreated this black woman in this bank and went so far beyond what was normal in this procedure, she starts offering up. This 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 story about how maybe the bitch didn't have a, a relationship with her banker, and that's why nobody needs you to say that right now. Right, it's irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant. And what's your point in saying that? Um, the the what's the um the Cam Newton the comments that he just made about the woman commenting about sports? Oh yeah. Obviously, this was something problematic to say. We don't need you saying, well, they just taking that job from because that baby ain't winning right now. I don't think he meant it like that. He young. <laughs> and I don't think he meant it like that, you know. And um, she just always plays devil's advocate in the wrong way. And I feel like she shows her true colors. Beyond that, she's not telling jokes that are funny. None of her jokes are landing. None. And she's throwing everyone else off. Is she famous? No. I'm not familiar. She's done a lot of work in comedy, I guess, and she has a following, so I I guess, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. My introduction to her was on this panel. And so just the references that she's making, she's bringing the show down, and you can see it wearing on the other panelists. Mm -hmm. I want this show to be successful, and I guess it's so offensive to watch it happen because of the ways that she's saying it and doing it. They had a, a a segment the other day and lawn care came up. No, see, or no, that's what it was. They were talking about neighbors picking up behind their pets. See, I, you ain't going to be leaving all that, that doo-doo on my lawn. See, I live in a nice neighborhood and I pay the Mexicans a good coin to keep my lawn oh, up. Oh, Lord. Quad, literally, you should have seen Quad. <sighs> she and I, I just have so much sympathy for Quad because I can tell that she's really trying hard to take this seriously and, and I love present it her career, so- yeah. And this girl sitting in next to her is literally pushing, she's got her foot on the neck of every one of Quad's buttons. And I can just see it. And she's being so problematic and irresponsible with the things that she's talking about that it's just so hard to watch. You don't think the producers 
are encouraging her to be that person. No. The, you know and, what I mean? The, How the sometimes reason, they like enjoy you being the devil's advocate. I agree advocate. that that exists. And <laughs> I think that they do encourage you to be the devil's advocate. But the these are personal things for her. Okay. You can tell by like the delivery. Like what she chooses to tell. Where she yeah. chooses to chime in. It's so ridiculous as far as a contribution to the panel that there's no way this would have been intentional. Right. This is her being herself. So she thinks. And she's not realizing. And I almost, it's not even that I dislike what she's doing. I hate that she's blowing this opportunity because this is an opportunity. And so just watch the show. I wanted to get all the ratings. I hope it takes a turn for the better. Yeah. And I hope that she spends some time watching what she's doing and the things that she's saying and understanding how it's so unnecessary and pop- problematic to even present it. I, I hope it she out. gets it. So shout out to Circle TV on TV yeah. One at 9 a.m. Oh, Monday oh, through it's a Friday. Morning show. Yep. With women, Black women. Atlanta cool. show, so that's what I've been watching. Rashawn Ali Rashawn Ali's like radio royalty and yes. so she's like media royalty, excuse me. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally gonna check it out. It's this so week. beautiful. They show so many great sides of those women and I love to see it. So Kiana, get it together. <laughs> I know you got a gap in your teeth, but pull it together. Her thing is, look, and the reason I say that, if you watch the show, you'll get it. Her thing is, you know, she has this really large gap. And she always, you don't have a gap compared to Kiana. Oh, like, uh... Kiana Dancy, baby, her teeth have irreconcilable differences. Okay. Okay. And I can say that because I have a gap. But look, I say that because she, that's her thing. Every day she talks about the gap. Well, I finished my dinner. When they asked her the other day, how was your weekend? Well, I finished my dinner work up. Um, you know, I say, if I'm going to have a gap, these suckers going to be clean and straight and white. So I did it. And my pop, my dentist, you know, he white, his partner black. There she goes. It's always, she always does that. And he talking about, tell me about the show. I said, well, can you finish my tea first? But no, it was good. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff she, she does. She just sounds uncomfortable. It's so Awkward. harsh. But I really want this show to be successful. So that's what I wanted to talk about on TV Land today, y'all. Y'all ready? <laughs> Thank you, Dustin. You are so welcome. <laughs> now we're going to jump to what you guys yes. listening want to talk about. So we shoot over, over. You hear me? Shoot mm-hmm. over to. This is the show, over. y'all. <laughs> My Lord. Shoot over to Asante in the Asking for a Friend segment. As per usual, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. And without further ado, here is the fucking letter. (laughs) Uh, The subject is battling to break a promise to myself for love. Mm. Hi, friends. About a year ago, I decided to change career paths from a corporate desk job to a more carefree life in the aviation world as an international flight attendant. I told myself that if I was blessed with this job, I would not stress anymore about hitting numbers and dedicate the next three years in my 20s, I'm currently 27, to just having fun, traveling, experiencing different cultures, and seeing the world for free. Amen. In the meantime, I've met an older Italian gentleman from Naples (laughs) who's 12 years older than me. Here we go. And who I have grown (laughs) fond of. As we go on dates on my layovers or talk on the phone every day or otherwise. He's very passionate and he's expressed to me his perspective of where he sees our relationship growing and how he hopes we continue to build upon what already is a great emotional and mental healthy bond. The annoying thing is he is always asking me to consider quitting my job sooner and not wait until I turn 30 because he's not getting any younger and he's almost 40. He's almost 40. But one, I just got my job and absolutely love it. And two, I made a commitment to myself 
that the rest of my 20s was going to be dedicated to traveling and being carefree. Now, I fear that this commitment to myself may hinder me with finding love as I see this man as a potential longtime lover and possible husband. Admittedly, I do not see myself doing this job forever and feel when I turn 30, I'll be ready for everything we discuss and open to living overseas. But right now in my life... <laughs> <laughs> right no, in, she won't. <laughs> right now in my late 20s, I am Dustin. content and present. I understand that our age difference isn't an important factor, but I hate how I always how I'm always able to keep promises I make to others, but always battle with breaking promises I make to myself. I am torn. Should I continue to follow my passion or take a risk and follow love? To me, three years does not seem that far away, but he tells me one more year is long enough. Hmm. Sincerely, a nomadic spirit with an open heart. And she also included a picture of the uh, of the man. Really? Yeah, she did. Okay, now that changes my answer. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, it's... fuck that job. <laughs> Look, okay, right so here's the thing. Like, Wait a minute. Photo. She knew what she was doing sending that picture. Look, okay, I see why. She's like, answer wisely. <laughs> I hear you, Latoya. Torn in between the two. Because I really want to be with you. <laughs> oh, boy. So, what do you guys think? Should she stay or should she go? Keep your job. And when you turn 30, you're not going to be ready for all of that shit. There's no magical, <laughs> you know, um, glitter curtain you walk through at age 30. We're like, right. now I'm all set. That's why I started laughing because I'm like, baby, don't even put all your eggs in if that basket. only you, you knew. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, I say continue to work your job. Don't worry about it. I'm looking at the picture now. He has done this before. That's why he wants you to do all this stuff that he's proposing to you now. He obviously likes the excitement and independence that you that your job gives you. He met you that way. Continue with that. Continue to nurture the relationship. Have fun. Be exciting. Keep him enthralled and get your cut off the top. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I mean, I would hate for you to change the course of what's making you happy because you're saying the job makes you happy you're like happy with the traveling and you set your sights on what your 20s should feel like shout out to creative visualization so I would hate for you to throw all that away I know he is fine Asante just showed the picture again just before you say your final answer for but him, to throw all that space. away for this very 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 handsome man and then what if he changes his mind need mm. another one Mm. If he changes his mind, are you going to be like, fuck? You know, like for me, I say stick with what you have control of, mm. which is where your life is going because you won't have control <laughs> of another person. And giving them the power over the trajectory of your life is a little scary to me. So as someone who's a little older than you, I say keep having fun. There are plenty more men that you'll probably meet that are just as awesome and probably won't give you an ultimatum. Well, I think you should just go on ahead and keep doing what you're doing, young sis. Yep. Don't worry about leaving your job for this man. Um, ride until the wheels fall off and if he feels like, you know, this one year has been too long. That's one year that you've had with this fine man and you can spend the next two with another fine man or, you know, by yourself just <laughs> seeing the rest of the world. I mean, I feel like as long as you're traveling, uh, the promise to yourself is important just because 
at the end of that three years, there is going to be like something waiting for you. And it might be a man or it might be an opportunity that is that does not require a man. So I feel like you should just go on ahead and live your life so that way you can tell your story at 30. And not because you just have to wait until 30, but you made this promise to yourself and you're getting to see the world for free. I'm not about to up and quit my job, go to a whole different country for some man because things, you know, could be going well right now. But he is older. So if he forcing you to quit your job and you pushing, no telling what else he's going to try to force you on. And you're going to have to let it go, too, because you're in a whole different country. Right. Fuck around so, and get stuck out there. Fuck that okay. shit. Make his ass move over here. Shit. I think your ass needs to keep having Word. layovers in Italy. Okay. Make and you have a, little, a And have a ball. Have a ball. Have Make you a little friend group while you out there. And so if you do decide that you want to be with his ass, you got you some friends out there. And if you ain't fucking with the people, then maybe you ain't going to want to fuck with him long term. And you're just going to rethink some things. Just don't make this decision now. You're too young. But live your life. And so. it, low key, that's a red flag. Right? He don't want you to, like, girl, you see in the world. <laughs> Any for free? man that, like, what? tells can, me to quit my me? job, <laughs> quit my job to be with him because he's ready to settle down is a red flag to me. Baby. I had fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh, delicioso. Okay. But, well, thank you. Hopefully that helped in some way, Latoya. <laughs> okay. I think that you can keep him around. You know, he I older. Mean, he's, Fine. He, he, I mean, Shit. I forgot to say he is fine, okay? But I'm sure you got it like you that so he can good, stay around kid. for a while. All right, keep that. <laughs> um, also, don't forget you can email the friends on at loudspeakersnetwork.com when you want to submit your black business of the week. And the black business of this week is Harlem Brewing. <gasps> now, I'm happy already. Do you drink beer? No. <laughs> do you drink beer? Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> <Show> so, show, <laughs> dude. Randomly, I used to drink Coronas. Okay, a cold Corona back you in the day. What? That used to be my shit. Corona was good, right? Like at the you're cookout, doing at the club, and get a little grenadine in your shit. Okay, oh, no. you classy. <laughs> classic, a classic. That little red uh, Corona it used to be like, oh, yo, Corona lit. You ready for the party? That's right. Still got the lime on top. <laughs> um, anyway, outside of the Corona beer, Harlem Brewing Company is a company owned by a black woman, actually. And um, I was, I hope so. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, I actually was at Harlem Shake, and they, you know, have all the fancy stuff, and they're like, oh yeah, we have this beer. It's local. I was like. It's local beer, and they're like, "Yes, a black woman she owns it." And I said, "Word, a black woman owns that the brewery." So That's cool. Dope. So, um, check out Harlem Brewery or check out HarlemBrewing.com so you can fi- uh, find where the beer uh, is carried. Uh, like I said, one of the restaurants that I was at where they had it was uh, the Harlem Shake, which has a couple of different locations. So, let me find out the names of some. Which of the one beers. were you at? The one on One Twenty Fifth, across <laughs> from the Whole Foods. Yeah. You know, I was over there. They be partying. Yo, lit. Sometimes when I walk home, I'll pass it and it's like a club out there. Mm. They have so much fun in that Shake Shack. I mean, Shake Shack. You hear me? That Harlem Shake. Okay, so because you married the two, that's why I go. I used to work at Shake Shack and because I worked there, I don't like going there. And plus, Harlem Shake is in Harlem. So I'll be stopping up at Harlem Shake. Uh, See, also, it's good. I mean, them jerk fries. Great. Great as fuck. And Even their veggie burgers. Shakes. Their veggie burgers are so damn good. And you know veggie burgers are very hit or miss. Right. Oh, yes. But they get it right. Put they little lorries on mine. <laughs> so if you stop in the Harlem Shake and you want to support this brewery, you can grab you a glass of, uh, or you can grab you a cold one. They have the Sugar Hill Golden Ale and Harlem Renaissance Wit. And oh, both of these beers celebrate the rich history beer. of Harlem. And uh, this company was founded in 2000 and it's based out in Harlem, so... 
How I freaking have to dope. I love that. Yeah. It's probably my favorite. I love it too. Very cool. Thank you. Absolutely. Google that. Look that up. Uh, see if you can get her to sponsor something. Sponsor something for her. You know. Yeah, I'll definitely that post that link underneath for you guys to click directly. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? Not yet, but I will real soon. <laughs> yes. I will real soon. <laughs> I love, fucked it up I for love, me. <laughs> I love the smirk. Yes. What about you, Asante? Well, for everybody that's trying to come see the kid... Um, hopefully, if you're going to be in Columbus, Ohio, if you're a student in Columbus, um, I'm going to see you on the 19th uh, for the Reed Show. If you're not a student for Columbus, you guys are going to Ohio. We are. It's a college Cute. date, so hey. this is for those college listeners listening. Uh, just know that anybody, whether it be the friends on the Reed or getting grown, even we will come to your school. So just know that we can do that that's too. So damn cute. Um, but yep, that's what I have on the docket. Outside of that. Um, this weekend I will be in Philly with you two. <laughs> yeah. So the friend zone will be in Philadelphia on Sunday, October twenty second. Do not forget to come and see us. VIP is almost sold out. Sold out. I don't know. You yeah. All I'm saying is, if you can't get the VIP ticket, don't harass me about it. Everybody <laughs> that's been harassing me, I can't open up no more tickets for you. But just give me ten dollars when I see you or something out. And it's on Sunday because somebody snapped me like, "See you Saturday." I was like, "Girl, you're gonna be there by yourself." Okay. <laughs> you early one, ain't you? <laughs> Come out on Sunday, have a little praise <laughs> service with us. We're gonna act a plum fucking fool in Philadelphia. So fun. So what yeah. About for you, friend. I mean, that's my weekend as well. <laughs> I will be in Philly with the guys we're gonna have a blast i'm very excited to see you guys we haven't had a philly show yet so that should be fun and i love philly i love philly philly's fun i haven't i feel like i haven't been there in a minute so that'll be that'll be cute we'll have fun um yeah that's it for now that's it for now the next stop of my tour is seattle which oh I'm God. very excited about. And you guys, I'm almost done. Yes. That's the, that's the 12th stop. No, the 11th stop that's of the so 12. Amazing. Yeah, so we're like almost there. What's the last stop? Houston. Houston. Houston I just can't baby. believe it. This is crazy. What an accomplishment. So thank you to all the beautiful women that have been a part of it in Seattle. I cannot wait to see you. That's it for me. Amen. I hope y'all get that girl that... Um, Steven slapped on the real world Seattle a couple oh years god. ago. Irene, I hope she show up. Oh my god, <laughs> she I would it. die. Or like, if oh you yeah. in Seattle, I hope you got the bear out the uh, water when he threw it. <laughs> that bear is fucking. <laughs> I know somebody in production got that damn bear. Somebody's like, I'm going to get it. It might come back like old boy did on Claw. Sell it on eBay. Threw his ass out to the sea. He came back alive. Yo, that bear gonna come back <laughs> okay. to the next real world house. And it's gonna wash it. up ashore. On that note. <laughs> That's it for us this week. Ooh. We hope you guys uh, took something away from this episode. As That's always, right. thank you for and listening. And not nothing that belonged to us either. <laughs> Stay <laughs> watching you. And protect your magic. Bye. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary.